Hallelujah. St. Luke, the second chapter. And we're going to start at the 41st verse. And we're going to read down to the 49th verse. St. Luke, the second chapter, verses 41 through 49. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Jesus and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among the kinfolks and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and ask, asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the word and may it be sanctified in our hearts. If I had to pick a subject today, you may be seated. If I had to pick a subject today, it would be don't lose Jesus. I thank the Lord for just being able to stand before you um, this afternoon. Thank the Lord for our pastor um, in his absence and our first lady. Amen. We thank God for them. Amen. For being the shepherd of this house. Amen. Always preaching the word of God in season and out of season. And we thank God for that. We thank God for all, just everyone here today. <clears throat> and we're going to get into the word. As the word says, the subject, don't lose Jesus. And now the 41st verse says, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Exodus, the 23rd chapter, and the 14th verse says, Three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in this year. So we see that that's a custom. This is something that they are told to do every year. And then also, if you look in Exodus, 23rd chapter, and the 17th verse, it says, Three times in, in the year, all thy males shall appear before the Lord God. And we see in this 42nd verse, it says, And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem, and after the custom of the feast. Sometimes we got to realize there are things that we do that are out of habit, right? There's something, sometimes we just do stuff because that's what we're supposed to do. As in, we come to church every Sunday, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go to Bible class. We're supposed to read our word. And so in the 43rd verse, it says, and when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried, which means he stayed behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. And when you begin to look at that verse, Joseph and Mary was unaware that Jesus was not in their presence. 
How many times that we go through things in life and we really don't even realize that God's presence is nowhere in, nowhere to be found? I begin to ponder, how is it that you can lose and not even know that this special, this miracle child that was not in your presence, this sweet Jesus that we know and love, how is it that you were unaware that he was not in your presence? Luke 1 and 31 says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name shall be Jesus. So many times we go through the motions of being saved. We go to church on Sunday. We go to Bible class on Wednesday. We even pay our tithes and offering. But we are, God is, he's concerned about our heart. Amen. And the word of God says in the book of, um, where do I want to go? Um, in the book of Matthews, the 15th chapter and the 8th verse, it says, This people who draw nigh unto me with their mouth, and they honor me with thy lips, but their heart is far from me. And here we are in the text where we see that this was a custom that they did three times a year. And sometimes when we, I, I, I got to just be real with you. Sometimes when we come to church and we go to Bible study, we do because that's what we're supposed to do. But where is your heart when we go into God's house? Are you going in God's house to worship and to magnify and to thank? Or are you going into God's house because it's a chore? Sometimes when we come into God's house, it's because it's out of habit. But I guarantee you, when you begin to come in God's house, if you come in God's house with a mind to say, Lord, I thank you from where you brought me from. Lord, I thank you for calling me out of darkness. Lord, I thank you for bringing me into your marvelous light. Lord, I know what I used to be, but I ain't no more. I know where you called me from. That's a reason to Give God some praise. Woo. And when we come before God in expectation to receive a word, it's not that I'm just doing this out of routine. I'm coming because it's every Sunday. No, I'm coming to God's house because I don't went through hell all week. I'm coming to God's house because I have no peace inside. I'm coming to God's house because I need a word. I'm coming to God's house because I need to be healed and delivered. I'm coming to God's house because I'm seeking him. I'm coming because I'm in need of something. Woo. Woo. Every Sunday we come in God's house. We got to come with expectation. We don't know what God want to do in the house. Just when we was doing praise and worship. If we all get on one accord. When we start lifting up the name of Jesus. Something got to happen. Demons got to flee at the name of Jesus. Something got to happen. Healing got to take place. Strongholds got to be broken. Hallelujah. When we call on that sweet name, Jesus. So sometimes when I say it's got to be out of, we can't do it out of habit. I know where God brought me from. I know where I used to be. I know what I used to be. But God called me and that's a reason for me to praise him. That's a reason for 
for me to glorify. I know what I used to be. You can't tell my story like I can tell my story. And I can't tell your story like you can tell your story. But it's easy to lose focus. Because I said we make it as a, a ritual. We make it as a routine. But God says, your heart is far from me. We got to come in God's house. I, Lord, even though sometimes we get on the praise team and we get in the choir and we got to stand and minister. And it's like it's a chore. When we get down on our knees to pray, it's like it's a chore. I got to do it because I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh-uh. Sometimes you, when I say to God, Lord, let my sacrifice, accept my sacrifice, accept my sacrifice unto you, God, as a sweet-smelling Savior. And so I, I'm reminded about Cornelius. When Peter was sent to Cornelius' house, and Cornelius knew that Peter was coming, and the word of God said when Peter came, he told Peter, he said, you know what? We are ready to hear what the word of the Lord is. And see, that's how we got to come in God's house in expectation. We already know that a word is going to fall. We just come in to see what the word is. I know that rhema word is for me right now, my right now situation. I'm coming into expectation of what God is going to do this Sunday. This ain't the same Sunday as last week. I'm coming to see what God got this week. God poured out last week, but I want to see what God got new this week. Because God got something new for us this week. Something done happened all through Monday through Saturday. And I need a new word. God said, I got something new for you. To help you. To sustain you. To keep you. So as we go to the 42nd, 44th verse, but they supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolks and acquaintance. They went all day. Jesus nowhere to be found. They thinking, he's with my family. He's with our friends. How does that happen? We are so distracted, saints of God. We are so distracted about other things that we are not aware that Jesus is not even with us. We won't bring them in our home. We won't bring them on our job. We won't even bring them in our relationship. So then you wonder why he's not there. Because we won't invite him. We won't invite him in. And when we begin to just invite God's presence, like I, I got to have God's presence within me. God want a relationship. Don't you realize that God want a relationship with you? God want you to love him like he loved you. He love us. And one thing I love about John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved. We don't look at the soul, but that shows you a lot of the scripture. For God so loved the world. The word so means in great extent. I love you so much. You got to think about that word so. I love you in great, great 
I love you that much that I was willing to give up my life. And he said, I just want you to love me that way. Love me where you can take time out of your schedule. And see, that's what happens. And I'm, when I preach to you, I'm preaching to myself because that's what happened in life. We get distracted. We got so many things that's going on. I got to make sure I go to work. I come home. I got to feed the kids. I got to make sure the kids get to every um, job, not job, but every uh, activity that they got to go to. Then I got to clean the house. I got to make sure I wash the clothes. I got But where's God? Where's Jesus? Have we started our day with him? Have we gone throughout the day saying something to him? Have we ended our day? with him that's so easy to say but I'm like I said when I preach to y'all God done with me with this word you hear me because sometimes we get distracted I have been trying to um do another business and I'm trying to start this business and it's like every day it's something else and I'm like oh lord and I'm going from the time I get up to the time I go to bed and it's just like this this and that and God had to show me, you want me to bless it, don't you? You want me to make sure I bless your business. But where's my time? I know what you're doing, but where's my time? It's a song that says, make sure that you're never too busy for God. You ought to get up praising him. You ought to throughout your day praise him. And then when you go to sleep, continue to praise him. Because he's been that good. He's been that kind. Hallelujah. And so that's all God is saying. Is he's, I just want a relationship. And like I say, sometimes we get distracted. I'm reminded about Martha and Mary. And when Jesus came to visit, the word of God said that Martha was just so cumbered with everything that was going on. She just had to make sure the house was right and the food was right. She wanted to make sure that everything was right. But she, but Mary, Mary said, uh-uh, I got to sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha wanted to make sure just like, oh, all of this stuff. When you come in this house, this house going to be spectacular because the king is here. We got to watch out what we make our priority. Martha was so distracted about serving, and then she got to a place where she even asked Jesus, you don't care, Mary, come and help me? And, but Mary was at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus told Martha, Martha, that thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. We look in the 45th verse, and it says, And when they had found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. Sometimes when we lose something, you know how you lose something and you say, let me retrace my steps. Okay, what did I do? That's what you got to do. When you get to a place where there is no peace, there is no joy, there's no happiness. There's no communication. You got to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, something happened. What happened? God is nowhere to be found. But one thing I like about God is he says, because the word of God says, just they went back seeking him. The word of God says, ask and what? 
you shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. So what am I saying? I don't care what you, how long you done lost God. Go back. Go back and seek him. Go back to what used to work for you. Go back to where you go back to God's house. You go back to when you worship. Go back to fasting. Go back to praying. Go back to lifting him up. Go back down to prostrate prayer where you know you can meet him. Go back to God and seek him. I, I just can't be in a place where I can't have God. The word of God say they went one day and then they thought that they was there. One day, I cannot be without God one day of my life. That doesn't work for me. I gotta have God presence in my life every day of the week. When I wake up, God, I need you to be there because it's not for man to direct his own path. Lord, I need you to tell me which way to go, what to do, what to say, how to act. I need you, Jesus. I can't make it without you. They sung the song, I can't live without you. I can't make it without you. I can't move without you. I can't even breathe without you. So, Lord, I got to have you in my life. The one thing about it is God don't leave us. For the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And what does that mean? I'm reminded about Adam and Eve. The word of God said God began to walk in the coolness of the day in the garden. And called out, Adam, where art thou? Adam and Eve hid from God. So God don't leave us. It's a choice that we make. But I'm here to tell you, you can't have from God. You can't have from God. So we begin to see in the 46th verse, and it says, And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. I don't care how long if you have lost Jesus. I don't care if it take you next year. Make sure you go and get God back. Make sure you get God back. Because we can't make it without him, saints of God. You look at 2020, the year that we have been. Sometimes we don't realize that sometimes we may not be able to come into God's house. There are going to be times where you can't even come into the house of worship. You got to have a relationship with God for yourself. So when the church doors ain't open, it don't stop right there. I still know God because I got a relationship with him. I'm still serving him. I'm still worshiping him. I'm still glorifying him. No matter if the church is open or closed. I'm still going down on my knees seeking him. Saints of God, we got to be 
we got to make our calling and election sure. Look what's going on in the world. I was talking to my husband yesterday, and we was talking about COVID, and he began to, he was saying something about COVID. And I said, you know what? We're going to just do some research. We're going to pull up some numbers. Last year, this time, we have doubled our numbers. And the country is 50% fully vaccinated. What does that say? Last year, this time, when there was no vaccination, we are doubled that number now this year. And we got people vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, we calling on you. This is not a time to be a far away from God. But this is a time to draw nigh unto God. This is a time to make your calling and election sure. This is a time to lift up holy hands. This is a time to seek God. This is a time to say, God, what would thou have me to do? This is a time to say, God, I surrender to your will and your way. Lord, I'm tired of playing church. Lord, it's time for me to get serious. It's time for me to get down to business with you. It's time for me to forget about my old friends. It's time for me to come and see what you want me to do. It's time for me to get busy. It's time for me to go and start evangelizing. It's time for me to start ministering God's word. We don't lost too much time. We don't lost too much time, saints. We got to examine ourselves. And that's what I say with me, I have to examine Tracy. Sometimes I got to go and retrace my steps and say something missing. Some peace, now I don't have the peace that I used to have that's a pass of all understanding. I don't have that joy that God once gave me. I gotta go back and retrace. And he says in the 21st verse, no, I brought a message some time ago and I was talking about how we can't let go of Jesus and I began to preach on the word how Jacob was holding on to the and he fought with the angel of the Lord so I'm not gonna let you go until you bless me but one thing blessed me when I read that scripture is in the Hosea 12 and 4 he said yay he had power over the angel and prevailed he wept and made supplications unto him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spake with us. What are you saying? He was crying. Jacob was crying out to the Lord. Lord, don't let, I can't let you go. I'm not going to let you go. And that's how we got to be. We got to be determined. Lord, I'm not going to let you go. I don't care what I go through. I don't care how many storms I got to pass. I'm determined I'm not going to let you go. I got to hold on to God with everything that I've got. I've come too far to lose everything that I had. I've come too far to say, Lord, I throw in the towel. i come too far for God to say, depart from me you workers of iniquity I come too far I can't turn around God I will not let you go I'm crying out Lord Jesus I'm pleading to you Lord Jesus don't let me go 
you. I realize I can't make it. I need you, Jesus. 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 If we're going to win, we got to have that determination. I don't care what I go, I don't care what I go through. And Lord knows I done been through some storms. Lord knows I done been through the rain. Woo! But I refuse to let go of my God. Why? He's been too good to me. I can't let go of this king of kings and this lord of lords and this rose of Sharon and this great I am. I can't let go. Woo. Woo. I can't let go. He been too good to me. I know what I used to be. I know what I used to do. And I know where I used to be. And it was nothing but God who was on my side that called me and called my name and said, come on, I want to make you a new creature. I want you to be a child of mine. I know it was nothing but God's goodness and his mercy. I don't take that lightly, thanks of God. When I stand before you, I don't take that lightly. Because I know what Tracy used to be. I done shared my testimony with you all. On how God, I just remember God saying to me, you keep on. You ain't going to make it back. I remember him saying, three strikes. I just, that just kept coming through my mind. Three strikes and you out. And I was already on strike number two. And I kept hearing them, I kept, I kept hearing them say, three strikes. I ran to the church. I said, Lord, uh-uh, what you gonna have me to do? I started to feel like Isaiah, send me. You want me to go tell somebody, send me. You want me to go, send me. And I'll tell them. We have to think about this good God that we serve. God is so merciful. He's so just. And God, he just gives us time and time and time and time. And you keep on saying, and time and time. But then God says, there will be no more time. So how do we not lose Jesus in the hustle and the bustle? How are you not aware that God's presence is nowhere? He's not even around you. Mm. It comes when we be, decide to get a relationship with God. And when you get a relationship with God, you start, that's just like someone that you have a relationship with, right? Your husband, your wife, your friend. In a relationship, you talk to the person. You get to know everything about the person. 
you know what the person don't even like and what the person does like. That's a relationship. You have a desire. You have even like, I just want to talk to you. And God is requiring that one-on-one time with him. Just one-on-one. Lord, I don't care what I got to do for tomorrow, but I got to make sure I'm okay today. Oh, hallelujah. I got to make sure my relationship is right with you today. Because tomorrow is not promised. I may not wake up tomorrow, but when I lay down to bed, I got to make sure it's right. I got to make sure that that's right. And God, one thing I love about God is God, it's just like the prodigal son. You may have lost Jesus, but God said, I'm standing. All I want you to do is return. Come on, come on back to me. He said, my arms are open wide. Just like the prodigal son, they gave him a robe and he treated him like royalty. God said, that's what I got for you. I got the best. I'm not going to withhold no good thing from you. You think when you get saved, you're missing out. I'm here to tell you that's not the truth. God got so much for you. I'm living my best life, okay? I'm living my best saved life, okay? Because of God, I can go to sleep with peace. God say, come on. Come back to me. And the 49th verse says, And when they said unto them, How is it that you sought me and wish you not that I must be about my father's business? In my conclusion, when we begin to think about God has a calling on your life, right? When we looked at the beginning of the scripture, The word of God says, when I read a scripture to you that says, and you shall call his name Jesus, who will save them from their sins, which means he had a purpose. Everybody in the sanctuary has a purpose on their life. You got to figure out and ask God, go in prayer with God and ask him, what is your purpose? But God nonetheless has a purpose and the word of God says in Philippians 1 and 6 being confident of this very thing that which he had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ so whatever God started in you he's gonna finish it All you got to do is just stay the path, stay on the course. Don't get distracted. Stay on the course. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I'm reminded about Peter. Peter said, Lord, can I walk on water? God said, come on and walk. And he began to walk on water. But what ended up happening is Peter began to look to the side and see the winds and the waves and began to sink. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't care what you go through. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Children don't want to act right. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Husband don't want to act right. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You lose your job. 
Jesus. Don't have no money in your pocket. Keep your eyes on Jesus. No food on the table. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Everybody talking behind your back. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You don't know what tomorrow brings, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on the man with the man with the plan. Hallelujah. This is your time. As we all stand to our feet. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. This is your time to talk to God. Lord, maybe I didn't cross every T. And I ain't doubt every eye. But here I am. This is your time to talk to God right now. This is your time right now. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. Is there one? Is there one that would like to be baptized in the name of Jesus? Oh, Lord, we thank you. Ooh. Is there one that would like to be baptized in the name of Jesus? We have all things prepared. We have a change of clothes. We have a man, our pastor, with clean hands that could take you down in water bring you up a new creature is there one is there one sometimes we make plans and we say I'll do it next week I'll do it on my birthday maybe I'll even do it next year tomorrow is not promised why the blood is running warm through your veins come why don't you come? Jesus said, I'd knock on the door. And if any man will let me in, I'll come and sup with you. If you're listening via Facebook and you would like to be saved, please call 734-477-6891. Again, that number is 734 734- Four seven seven six eight nine one. Come on and just begin to talk to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is there one? Is there one by the sound of my voice that, like, that would like to be saved? Today is your day. Hallelujah, hallelujah.